You're listening to a Big MX Radio Podcast, brought to you by Arma Energy, presented by Fly Racing, W Wheels, Bill's Pipes, Just One Helmets, X-Brand Goggles, Shades of Grey Custom Helmet Painting, Rhino Power Sports Supplements, Roy Borton Suspension, Watts Perfections, and Golden Tire. Simply the best, motocross and supercross news from around the globe. And now, here's your host, Brad Gephardt. Welcome to the Arma Energy Drink Big MX Radio Podcast Show, brought to you by Fly Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Just One Helmets, Bill's Pipes, W Wheels, Moto Weiss Wrap, Traction MX. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, with us on the line. He's a repeat offender, his third week on the podcast. He goes by the name of Mike Visor. Mike, how's it going? It's going great. Going great. Almost uh, almost back to the home state of Ohio here. Uh, stopping off in Kentucky real quick at my buddy Dylan Rouse's house to gather everything up with uh, Jake McKinney. And then uh, back to Ohio we go for a uh, nice, little, nice little week off here. Back to the friendly confines of Ohio. You will no doubt go to a Columbus Blue Jackets hockey game. Uh, you'll stock up on Ohio Ohio State Buckeyes merchandise and uh, enjoy some uh, some cool weather. The sunny skies of Tampa that we uh, left there from the last. But, uh, looking forward to being home. It's good just to get home for a little bit, relax, regroup, and uh, still going to Atlanta, but I doubt. Probably just gonna take the week off and then uh, regroup for Nebraska the, uh, the uh, next round of Arena Cross. Fair enough. Well, uh, this last week was a rather eventful one, uh, and it started off with a bonk on the head from you. Uh, uh, you landed squarely on your cameras. Those hit the ground as well as yourself as, and one of your chiclets as well, as we said last week. Uh, it was uh, one of your uh, your front teeth that got knocked out, or I guess yeah. the, the one just beside it. Um, but uh, what was more, more, more concerning was your, your cameras, and uh, we've, we've got uh, about... Um, but $3,000 has been raised to replace your cameras. You're still looking for another $2,000 to, uh, to drive that home to make sure that you can fully replace everything that you lost two weeks ago or one week ago uh, at um, Alabama. Um, yep. So uh, before we get too far into this, let people know where they can go and, uh, and help you out because uh, we're still $2,000 short. Yeah, no, the, uh, the links uh, for the uh, GoFundMe are still up on um – not only my page, but uh, Derek Steinke, um, Burp Moto. There, there's a couple different places you can go to uh, go to check that out. Um, definitely, you know, still blown away by all the uh, support. Like you said, almost at three thousand uh, right now, and that the uh, the money that was raised already, I was able to and uh, get rental cameras for the weekend, and uh, was able to do 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 my best there in Tampa. Didn't, didn't really feel like I was lacking anything, and uh, just excited to not have to. Uh, use a rental and send it back. I'm looking forward to get one of my own to uh, go ahead and hold on to and uh, call my child again. So uh, definitely excited to get that. Uh, so uh, with your uh, lack of toothy grin, uh, how many times did you have to uh, describe your story or explain your story uh, during the week? Uh, it's definitely been a few. Um, I was pretty surprised, though, at uh, how many people really knew, uh, you know, already the background that read the story. Um, you know, different people came up to me. I, I tried to keep pretty much the same uh, same image with the gray hat here from 100%, as well as uh, the, the black hoodie. So I think I 
pretty much looked like my cartoon, and uh, everybody seemed to just be like, hey, you're that guy, right? And uh, I'm that guy. So made it through Tampa, though, with everything, uh, every every tooth I got left, and uh, I actually remember this round. So definitely excited to fill you in on all the weekend's action. No doubt. And there was uh, some serious fireworks that went off. Uh, for those who uh, don't already know, Gavin Faith going 1-1 on the weekend, but there's a whole lot more to the story that goes from there. So uh, give us your take from behind the lens uh, as the bullets were flying down in Tampa. Definitely, yeah. No, this week's track definitely uh, presented something a little bit new. There was a uh, real deep sand corner uh, before a, a rhythm section that was supposed to be a 3-3. Um, during practice, only two riders went ahead and hit that, I believe. I believe it was Chris Bloss and uh, uh, Jacob Hayes. Um, however, Hayes, after hitting it, I think it was after the second time, he uh, he ended up going down and uh, was out for the remainder of the evening, which uh, caused, you know, obviously Gavin Faith to go ahead and reclaim that the uh, points lead. Uh, but yes. from, what it, from what it sounds like and from what I uh, talked to Jacob, he feels pretty good. Um, he's looking to be back at the next round here in Nebraska. Honestly, couldn't be more, you know, perfect timing for him uh, with the weekend off to go ahead here and uh, finish up some recovering. Uh, so that'll be good, you know, see him back in the mix. But uh, with his his absence, it was uh, it was wide open for you know a couple more guys to make their way up onto the podium or make a statement. Uh, Tampa qualifying wise, of course, is uh, pretty jumbled up, but. Uh, in my opinion, qualifying doesn't matter too much because uh, when the night show comes, that's when uh, when things really matter. No doubt. And now, of course, with uh, Gavin Faith uh, hitting the ground pretty hard and uh, not being able to uh, record any points, which is um, for, for some like a, a, a kind of a, a bit for the series is a bit of a plus. You see a big point swing and uh, things become more interesting that way. But uh, um, what, when do you think we'll be able to see uh, the number two machine back up on uh, on, on two wheels? Uh, from what I heard, he'll definitely be back at the uh, the very next round of Arena Cross. He got lucky. Um, from what it was a it was a brutal crash, you know he's definitely definitely lucky to uh, walk away from that one with as little injury as he did, and uh, still still be pretty solid, you know, for the championship hunt here. Uh, point three set comes up after Louisiana, and as long as you're in that top ten, you know you got a pretty much a fair shot to uh, to get that Richie Carmichael Cup this year. The Ricky Carmichael Cup. I'm not even going to comment. Um, <laughs> but. Uh... Um, throughout the weekend, there's always in this arena cross. There's always some tight, uh, tight confines of racing, and uh, often some uh, some rubbing is racing. And um, coming back after uh, some hiatus off the off the, ra- the professional racing, Austin Stroop found himself in the thick of things, didn't he? Yeah, no, Austin. Uh, he definitely did really well all through qualifying. Uh, qualifying time practice looked great, as well as uh, the beginning of the night show. There, he uh, went down in the first, uh, the first main, worked his way all the way back from last, I think, to seventh or sixth. And uh, coming into the second main, as he was on the front row there, the the bike. I'm not sure exactly if, if there was a problem, but he he felt there was something wrong with the bike and ended up backing off the line um, and uh, not racing that that next main, which really. Uh, Really kind of put him in a tough spot here to try and get into the uh, the chase for the uh, title, but um, it's an, I'm not sure. I can't really speculate too much on the uh, the issue, if there was an issue with the bike or if there wasn't, um, or if it was just some sort of a personal-type uh, problem with Austin that night um, that, that kept him from racing. But uh, opened the door, like I said, again, for some more, more newcomers. I know we had um, a couple more guys get the road to Supercross points. Uh, Jared Lesher. 
Uh, definitely, you know, one of the one of the guys that doesn't get talked about too much ended up getting his uh, last points, um, as well as uh, yeah. yeah, Randy Alves. He, uh, I'm pretty sure he locked on his and uh, Brandon Hartraft, another uh, another big amateur name. Uh, a lot of kids locked up those points and are moving on to that, you know, the Supercross. But uh, it's it's always interesting, like you said, you know, to see these young guns come in and battle, um, especially. Uh, you saw Cantrell this past weekend not not afraid to uh, bang bars with Chris Blose. Uh, Chris Blose put him down, and uh, I will say from what I've heard from multiple different riders, uh, Cantrell was not afraid to give it right back to him. Uh, so that's good. I think that's a good thing. You know, you can't come into the sport being shy. Uh, you got to be willing to stand up for yourself and make it happen. Absolute. Uh, I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Gintrell had the exact same uh, kind of a, uh, a run-in with uh, Daniel Herline as well, uh, getting into each getting into it with each other uh, last weekend. So uh, the kid's aggressive. He wants to uh, he wants to go out there and race. Like we said, we talked about last uh, time or maybe two times ago on the show. Uh, these kids aren't just going out there and uh, like making the mains and and just putting in some laps and and heading off to Supercross. These kids want to race. They want to perform well and uh um sean found out what, what happens when you go uh toe-to-toe with uh um with a kid with a guy like chris blows he's got some skills and he can definitely put you on the ground if need be but um good to see those guys mixing it up and uh lesher definitely with uh a consistent uh 11 11 weekend uh puts himself in 10th overall not a bad showing for a for a young guy yeah definitely we had a i uh, had daniel hairline go ahead and wrap up the uh east lights points title uh, the last yeah. round, so you know, shout out to them and A and Y Racing for getting that done. Uh, it's a small, small team, so I always like seeing you know a single rider team uh, go ahead and claim a title like that. It's something you don't see too often in the sport. And I uh, had Cody, or sorry, um, trying to think of the uh, the winner of the uh, the main. Uh, Cody Van Buster uh, got up there, got his first main, uh, first lights main event win. So I mean, it's it's a lot of new faces coming up on the top steps of the podium. Definitely, it's going to keep going that way. Um, he had, like I said, the overall for the AX class was uh, pretty telling. Uh, he had three different bikes up there. Again, he had Gavin Faith on the Team Babbitt's Monster Energy Kawasaki, uh, followed right behind by um, Travis Sewell. Uh, had a had a great showing again. You know, one of those guys that's just there every week, week in and week out on his uh, Tom's Out Racing uh, Woodstock KTM, as well as uh, rounding out that podium again, Jace Owen. He's uh, starting to make moves, starting to get more comfortable on his uh, Tyler Tough Racing Honda just absolutely putting in laps every week it seems like and just uh, feeling more and more comfortable um, so Galloway's got these new faces coming up here I think the road the road leading up to the uh, points reset has already been exciting but uh, I can't wait to see everybody back on a clean slate as well as Kyle Regal will be back at that next round it's gonna it's really gonna kick off some fireworks no doubt. All the boys will be back in the mix. And uh, like you said, a lot of these kids that have been trying to get their Supercross points will be uh, will be done and gone off to to racing Supercross. And uh, as a, from, a, from an announcer's point of view, I'm just glad to hear uh, that at some point, Ralph Jaheen is going to have to look at the last name Van Buskirk and make some sense out of that. Yeah, no, yeah. I know Wes Kane. Uh, he already has a pretty uh, interesting pronunciation of Van Buskirk. He, just, uh, he said Van Buzz. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what Ralph ends up throwing on there for a little twist. Um, always fun to uh, see how people end up pronouncing names. I'm sure mine would uh, would give Ralph a few fits here. You know, B I Z E R. I'd like to see how I pronounce that. But <laughs> they're they're great. That's yeah, a nice do. short one. It'd, you'd be uh, Mike Vieser. 
yeah, I mean, that, that would work. That would definitely work. And, uh, I think, uh, yeah, what, had, uh, what, what one did he get? Uh, good. Sorry? Yeah, he uh, made a made a showing there in Tampa. Um, put in some laps. Yeah. On it. Just uh, always incredible to see that guy. He can pretty. I'm pretty sure when he's 80, he'll still be able to get around a track better than better than most. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, if you follow uh, Carmichael's Instagram, uh, he was even at a, a Winnipeg Jets uh, hockey game the night before uh, the race. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a hockey fan as well, a multi-sport fan. I've come to find out he's uh, he's well-rounded, um, you know, as well as he really does support, you know, his kids and everything they do, which which is nice to see, um, a guy that's so well-rounded like that. No doubt, man. So uh, the, uh, also in the news this uh, this weekend uh, was um, obviously Monster Energy Supercross. We had uh, Ken Roxon on top of the step and uh, Joey Savacci, who uh, is, is tied in with the, the Carmichael Farm, having himself a get-off. Uh, I wanted to specifically ask you about that move with Christian Craig. Uh, Craig um, kind of going from right to left, and uh, in some ways that was a bit of a racing line. You saw a lot of guys... Uh, to try and pinch guys off would, would go from left uh, from right to left in, in the whoops to uh, kind of beat them to the the inside of that corner. But uh, coming across the front tire of uh, of Savachi, pretty dangerous move, all things considered, uh, with uh, the possibility of uh, of of Savachi. Uh, anytime you go down in the whoops, anything can happen. So, uh, what were your thoughts on that move? Um, I mean, in my opinion, I mean, it is a racing move. Um, however, it's tough to say exactly what you know what Christian you know, was really aware of coming into the whoops, you know, if he was uh, aware of Savachi's presence off to the left there or uh, just wasn't sure, you know, just was so focused ahead that, you know, he was following his racing line that he had been taking all night um, and unfortunately caused Savachi to go down. Uh, it's it's tough to say. I mean, it's definitely a section of the track where you don't want to uh, cause anybody to go down uh, for obviously, you know, the, the higher danger level there with other riders coming through. And But it's, uh, it's racing. Uh, you know, things do happen, and I've seen differences. You know, no one's perfect going through the whoops anyway. I mean, you've, uh, you've seen many different guys get the old huck a buck, and uh, things are just out of your control, you know, when you're going going that fast across the side of whoops. Things can happen. You might shift your line whether you want to or not. Uh, things can happen. Speaking of Huckabuck, uh, for those who, are, uh, who haven't seen, head over to, to Mike's Instagram, uh, Mike Visor Photo, to check out uh, the, the goat himself uh, getting a little Huckabuck, having to squeeze with those size 8 boots uh, to, uh, to make sure the guy didn't go over the bars. Yeah, he, uh, he did get a little taste of the Huckabuck there, and uh, I was pretty, pretty happy in a way to catch that because it's, uh, it's not every day you get to see one of the greatest you know, riders to ever throw a leg over a bike not only make a mistake, but it's cool to see him to be able to recover like that. Uh, not many guys, in my opinion, would be able to recover from that, not go down, and still make the corner. And uh, Carmichael did just that. You know, he didn't go down, made the corner, and kept going like it was nothing. And uh, I think that's that's pretty much what you have to do. You know, when you're at that at that level, you know, whether you're still competitive or as Carmichael, you know, you just it's built in. It's just second nature. No kidding. So, uh, also in the news, and before we head to, uh, I guess we would go to, well, you know what, let's throw it to a commercial break right now. We'll be right back on the Big MX Radio Podcast shows brought to you by Fly Racing. Hey, this is Zach Osborne of Rockstar Energy Husqvarna. Uh, we're going to commercial here on Big MX Radio, and we'll be right back. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. 
I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You too can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable, sweat-absorbing liner, and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice are just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with Oats and Bran. Oats and Bran? I didn't think there was such a That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey kids, start out every morning with a fat ball. When it comes to helmets, there is just one. The helmet brand that is. Just One Helmets is tailor-made for motocross and street bike riding, and now available in North America. Who chooses Just One? Well, for starters, Tim Geiser, winner of the Italian round in MX2, David Philipparts, Vicky Golden, Trevor Reese, as well as David Pulley. And you know what? So do I. I choose Just One Helmets because they are simply the safest, lightest, and most comfortable lid available. Want to know more about Just One Helmets? Check them out on the web at www.justonehelmets.com. Find out about the J12 the J32, and all of the colorways that are absolutely blow your socks off. So guys, please head over to www.justonehelmets.com today. Go check them out. You won't be disappointed. The 2014 X-Brand Goggles is back and better than ever. From the Scatter X, Volcano and Phantom Goggle, X-Brand has the product to make you stand out on race day. The quality of X-Brand products is second to none. Great lenses, incredible frame, and a strap that doesn't wear out. Great tear-offs, zip-off systems, nose guard, and more. Check out eksbrand.com for all of the accessories and pricing. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims. 
talon and kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, if they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to WBYAUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. What's up guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist. Suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike, or just maintenance. He's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Borden has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal. Whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full, full-blown rebuild on your forks or, or shock. Call up Roy Borton today at 204-633-2722. Bill's Pipes, the home of legendary performance. Since 1974, Bill's Pipes has been providing motocross and off-road riders the performance they need. Two-stroke or four-stroke, Bill's Pipes has the exhaust system for you. In recent years, we've seen a resurgence of the Bill's Pipes brand, and that's great news. And that's great news for motocross racers everywhere. For four-strokes, Bill's Pipes brings the RE13 to dominate the fight on any brand. For you two-stroke guys, the MX2 Bill's Pipes exhaust system is the right one for the job and comes in works, nickel, and the all-new cone look finish that'll turn heads all day long. Head to BillsPipes.com right now and get the same pipe used by Billy Lidinovich, Vicky Golden, the JMR Suzuki team, Jesse Pierce, Nico Izzy, and David Cole. Bill's Pipes is craftsmanship at its finest. So go with Bill's Pipes and never settle. Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know if, why you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon. And we're back. Big MX Radio Podcast Show still on the line with Mike Pfizer. Mike, uh, in the headlines for motocross and maybe not so motocross related was is a uh, an awfully notorious uh, uh, moto chick, which I put in quotation marks because I haven't seen really I haven't seen her ride. I see uh, her with her top off quite a bit, but uh, um, one of the, uh, the the local models down in California. Uh, Miss Ellie Love, something or other, uh, on Instagram. I noticed she spams my my uh, my photos all the time. Um, has uh, had a little run in with the law, um, ending with uh, with an arrest over uh, uh, several p- pounds of silver bars. Do you know yeah. anything about this? Yeah, she's not the uh, the good good little line. Ooh, she's stealing. She was stealing. That's for sure. Um, but, uh, definitely feel bad for trans world. You know, I don't, I don't think they, uh, they really knew too much about her past. Uh, from what I read, she had fed them a pretty, uh, pretty lengthy story about her and, you know, ambitious to get, you know, more into racing and, you know, pursue some arena cross races and, uh, you know, just, just pretty much acting like the model 
person you'd want to represent your sport when uh, obviously the uh, the truth was was pretty far from that. Uh, it's unfortunate, you know. You don't want anybody like that really representing the sport. Um, if you're a thief, in my opinion, you're you're pretty much dirt. <laughs> so yeah, uh, if no she, kidding. If she never comes back and shows her face, that's fine by me. Um, just no place for it you know it's it's a joke you know it's not if she had the opportunity to pose for a shoot like that and you know get the attention that she does there's so many more deserved girls out there who you know are way more pretty natural um good-hearted people you know uh just it's, it's frustrating you know you see people like that and there's there's riders out there too you know who get these opportunities and get mixed up in you know crime and you know just just ridiculous things that just make no sense when they have the opportunities ahead of them that they do totally and like that like we said uh um last podcast women's motocross doesn't get nearly enough coverage so when you when it does get coverage you'd hope that it, it, it's really positive messages and uh something that young female racers can look up to and you just look at this girl's instagram uh uh feed and it's just pure it's it's filth like i'm a i'm a guy i like a a, a woman's like body class. as much as anybody <laughs> what's that i said i like class just like you i mean it's uh oh, totally. there, there's I, a limit like, you know you know what i mean like yeah she's a beautiful beautiful girl for uh, uh but uh um like keep your clothes on for one um maybe a few more pi- uh, pictures of you riding the bike rather than standing next to it uh, half naked uh, there's literally zero reason for you to be uh, washing the bike uh, in a bikini um, for that's literally yeah. that that's for a non that's for a model's job not a motocross racer's job yep. um, and like you said there are there are literally hundreds of of more capable women that could be featured in that sort of way. And they do so with a lot more respect for themselves and they respect uh, their role in the sport as a role model to be a positive influence for these girls to uh, grow up in the race in a male dominated sport and know that they don't have to get half naked to get some respect. And every time that this does get a ton of get a ton of uh, uh, attention and support and you, these girls are getting free gear and free bikes and free this, mm-hmm. free that, free, like whatever. It's like, it just, it's make it's, it's uh, it driving home the, the idea that uh, a woman in the sport can't get a, get along by, uh, by being respectful of herself and just putting in and just putting her head down and uh, putting good res- results in and being a respectable uh, contributor of this, this community. You have to, you have to be half naked and uh, you, you have to put, put on this bimbo uh, mentality. And the, the further we, we predicate that and the, the more we, uh, support it the only the only time it's going to get worse there's yeah. going to be no respect for women's racing and like i'm going to get on a soapbox a little bit here but i'm tired of seeing it i just there's uh it, the the sport is so over sexualized you don't need to have um this like a, a fake woman who has probably hadn't seen a, a motocross race before in her life uh hosting the the on floor uh, events and holding the 30 second board the 30 second board is an official's job yeah. It always has been. And if you ask any racer, young and old, even like an 18-year-old guy who, who's thinking about chicks more than he's thinking about anything, he thinks it should be a, a, a referee. And if that's the case, you need to make that change. And to me, motocross um, doesn't need to be over-sexualized. They have – oh, they have cheerleaders in, in uh, uh, the NFL. When was the last time you saw them during a broadcast? 
Yeah, no, that's that's a really good point. Um, yeah, I I understand you know a little bit of the uh, commercialism behind you know obviously the Monster Energy girls, et cetera. But like you said, the the girls that you know want to say, hey, I ride, you know, and and they also pose like this. It's it's going to like you said pretty much cast a shadow over women's motocross as a whole. I think Vicky Golden um, is somebody, you know, that, that should be getting a lot, yeah. you know, a lot more respect or, you know, even like the Kylie Fosnacht or um, you know, Shelby Rowland. There's, there's so many girls out there who they try hard, they ride hard, they train, and they don't pose with their clothes off, you know, and that's the one thing. And I, I kid you not, Shelby, after we read that article about the girl getting arrested, she said, you know, what, what's wrong? Like I, I only have 3000 or 4,000 followers on my social media. And yet the the one picture, you know, a picture that would get the most likes if she were to post would be something of her with less clothes on. It wouldn't even be her winning the title, yeah. which is sad. Um, so I just, I think sad. that, it's... you know, there's, there's guys like me in the media world that can try, can try and, uh, you know, make, make a change and change the, the face of women's motocross because it's, it needs to. Um, there's young girls out there who, who read through Racer X. There's young girls who lead through the pages of Trans World. And it's not just a boy who's going to read that magazine, you know, or a man. It's, it's girls, too. Um, and like you said, you know, there is a, a time and a place for models and the, the commercialism side. But um, whether or not you need to be parading around in a bikini in a centerfold and claiming that you're a racer, probably not the best thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. I have I have no problem. You want to be a model. You want to um, like uh, that's that's what you want to do. Okay, be that. Um, if you want to be a hardcore racer and dedicate yourself, okay, be that. But uh, up until now, I'm yet to see anyone that can do uh, can do both can do both ways in any type of respectable manner. So uh, like until then, um, for the most part motocross media is going to basically steer clear of, of women's motocross, which I feel like there's, there's a lot of, there's uh, a tons of, there's my show, there's Steve's show, there's the DMXS show. They almost completely ignore, um, women's motocross because the most predominant features are not that, uh, that are like, they, I think they understand that giving those, those, uh, the, the most predominant women, the, uh, the ease of the world, the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, those, those women, uh, are not going to help women's motocross. If anything, more attention to those characters drives the 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 image of women's motocross further down. And every time that a woman poses with uh, a motocross, a women, a women, female racer poses next to her bike half naked, it takes a step back from uh, for women's motocross. And that's how I feel about that. No, I I feel the same way. Um, it's it's unfortunate, and I, I can guarantee you though, some of these girls that you know, are fast, they're, they're really beautiful women too. You know, it's not totally, you know, and, and they have a helmet on, you know, they're not gopped up in five pounds of makeup, you know, and they have gear on, but it does that make them any less attractive of a person or, you know, any, any less beautiful woman, not at all. Um, it's, it is frustrating. And, uh, I hope, you know, if I, if I can do anything, you know, to bring them a little bit more attention this year with the WMX, I mean, you even have international competitors, you know, you have, um, uh, Mackenzie Tricker and uh, she just switched over to Suzuki and you know it's it's sad because they don't get the attention that they deserve um, I know Shelby uh, at the at the mere mention of you know being able to come on your show she was ecstatic uh, 
and that just goes to show they're they're willing you know these girls are willing to to go out there and put themselves out there in the media world but in a respectable way if given the opportunity and unfortunately it seems like media right now the only opportunities they're willing to present to a woman rider is something where they have less clothes on so um, i hope i can be a guy to change it um i went down to sob like i said and shot with shelby and did some headshots with her and and she had on uh, her picture, you know, that's, that's what she had. She represented her sponsors very well. And to me that that's class and that's all you really need, you know, whether or not it's, it's sexual, you know, that, that doesn't make it fast. That doesn't make someone fast or um, more marketable in my opinion. No doubt. Well, uh, I, I'm glad that we, uh, we share the same point of view on that topic. And, uh, I only hope to, uh, um, continue to, to, uh, give it, uh, spin women's motocross in the most positive light possible. And, uh, I, honestly, you can never, I could say I have never been turned down for, uh, an interview from, uh, from a female racer that I approach. Uh, I steer clear of certain ones because Frank, uh, frankly, I, I don't want their opinion on my show, um, or to generate any more attention that's already, um, been given to them but for whatever reason but uh mm-hmm. like i said always good interviews they're passionate about the sport just as uh, i am and, uh, as we are and uh, to be completely honest um i wouldn't want to line up on the gate at a, a at a women's at a, at a wmx event i would get smoked oh yeah no no doubt i uh i was blown like, away straight by, up. Uh, the speed of a couple of these girls in the, the past year i mean it's it's incredible. And, and people, oh, you know, girls don't have style. That's completely untrue. I've seen Shelby, Kylie, uh, Hannah Hodges. I, they just go out there and they have style. They have speed. They have form. Um, it's just people don't see it. And uh, that's that's the problem. You know, they see women's motocross as a posed type thing. Uh, where, to me, women's motocross is pretty much just intense as guys. I mean, they're laying their lives on the line. It's their career. It's their passion. Just as James Stewart, Ricky Carmichael, any of those guys, you know, and it's it's their passion. It's my passion. And uh, I hope that they, you know, get a little bit more attention and, and get to uh, share that passion more with the uh, the outside world. For sure. Couldn't agree more. I remember the first time that I saw Vicky Golden ripping it up in uh, 2010 in California. Um, you can tell by the ponytail that it's a female riding the bike, but uh, if, if, if she had short hair, you would never know. That girl is quick into the corners. She's got like especially outdoors, a supercross and arena cross, I think is a little bit too tight, and like I, I, like I don't think her her skills translate over to the indoors as well. But like when she had a she was at uh, what uh, Paris this one day, and I could not believe it. This girl was hauling, and she had, she had style, and she's flicking the bike around, and I'm thinking to myself, that's a moto chick right there. Yeah, definitely. That's yeah, that's okay. the definition of it, and uh, like I said, I mean, I would be you know more than happy to you know help you connect with you know any of these other girls. I mean, they're all they're all willing and uh, deserving too. So I mean, that's that's something I hope hope we can do as a team. You know, a little team effort get get the uh, the overall opinion maybe of women's motocross changed around. Yes, sir. One step at a time, and uh, eventually uh, the two of us are going to be uh, driving coast to coast, covering the sport of motocross, uh, and uh, basically just uh, completely taking over. 
Definitely. Yeah, no, I, I'm excited for the future. Um, I think everybody, you know, around the sport is, it's, it's only going to keep growing. And I know I myself, I'm excited to keep growing and learning and uh, keep working with you. So I'm uh, looking forward to even just the next week's podcast. I think uh, we'll come up with something good. I'm going to call out to some people and uh, try and get yes. some, uh, some uh, follow-up stuff, you know, maybe from Hayes, Regal, a couple of the other guys, Stanky to see if I can pull, uh, pick their brain a little bit, see how they're feeling about the uh, coming up to the chase here to the points. No doubt. Maybe uh, I got a couple of those guys in my phone, so maybe we'll uh, we'll cold call them uh, during the show and uh, and get their take on a few things. Yeah, definitely. We should uh, we should definitely set that up. I know they they'd be they'd be willing to uh, speak off the cuff and uh, could make for some interesting content for sure. There you go. Well, Mike Weiser, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, look forward to uh, speaking with you next week. Enjoy some home cooking back home uh, uh, and uh, safe travels, my friend. Uh, I'll get you a link to this as soon as it's up. But uh, as always, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, don't hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we'll cut it off right there. Sounds good. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.